0: All right, Nicole, thank you for being here uh, just to have this conversation. Uh, the whole goal behind this is as we transition into the holiday season, I really just wanted to put some content out there to help people think about with everything we've got going on in our world, depression, anxiety, suicide, and how they can engage the young people in their lives around that, yeah. those issues. And so anyways, uh, for our audience, just tell everybody who you are, what you do, because you're pretty cool.
1: Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is Nicole Clifton. I am a writer and a public speaker. I am a leadership development specialist, which means I work with small businesses and groups and companies and teams to kind of process um, what is the dynamic of their group? How healthy is it? How can I help people create more self-awareness so Mm. that they understand their own blind spots in communication, as well as learning to understand the people that they work with better? Um, So that's a really fun thing that I get to do and help people work through conflict and all those things. And then I am also um, a life coach with my master's in psychology. So what that basically means is I do have an advanced degree um, in the mental health world, but because I didn't go the traditional um, therapy route, so I'm not Mm. a licensed therapist. Um, I fall in the life coach realm, but I actually do work for a counseling organization um, that offers a variety of services. Um, and so for me, while I'm not diagnosing per se um, actual mental health conditions and helping people yeah. work a treatment plan, um, I do help people just deal with basic things like relationships, coping skills, tra- stress, transition. Um, And then obviously have some fun niches, like we've talked Mm. about um, faith deconstruction and or reconstruction, um, helping Christians connect with the LGBTQ community, Mm. um, all sorts of fun stuff. So I have a lot of very fun job titles, um, but yeah, that's kind of my world and what I do.
0: So basically you just love people, which is dope. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Lover of people, which I know you are. Um, So I wanted to get your... Uh, kind of 10,000 foot view or whatever, obviously, like I said, depression, anxiety, suicide, you're seeing people, you have relationships, you're in all different types Mm -hmm. of worlds. Like, what are you seeing right now in that space as it pertains to like young people? So teenagers, high schoolers, college students, junior high, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's been so interesting this year um, because certainly I think all of those things um, anxiety, depression, people feeling suicidal, um, it, it, people just not knowing how to cope right now, like as a yeah. basic reality, um, is on the rise everywhere. So I have seen clients who were, um, you know, coming in at like 12 years old, mom was just like, Hey, can you help her with some basic coping skills? And we were realizing actually like, there's probably some deeper level of care here that you may actually need to like, book appointment with a psychiatrist and see some other things. Um, and because that's not my spectrum, you know what I mean? Having yeah. to refer out and help people get the appropriate level of care that they need. Um, so from all the way from like 12 years old, right. All the way up to, like you said, through high school, through college, young adults who are transitioning out of college, you may still technically be a part of Gen Z, but are trying to figure out like how to be a grown up right now in a world yep. that makes no sense. Um, and so anywhere in that, like, Frame. Um, I think people who may already be predisposed to struggling with mental health, right? Certainly have enough triggers and stressors in the world, um, to bring forth the symptomology of mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, feeling suicidal, all of those types of things. Um, and then even if necessarily people don't qualify for a mental health diagnosis, um, just everybody's general mental health is doing pretty poorly, right? So even if I don't meet the diagnostic criteria for depression, right? That's in the the diagnostic statistical manual, which is the big fancy book that mental health people use to diagnose people, which because I'm not a therapist, I do not do. Um, But it is this (laughs) space where you realize, oh, even if I don't qualify for depression, like have I been feeling depressed lately, generally? Mm. Yes because the world is chaotic. It feels like everything is changing all the time. If we're talking Gen Z, we've talked like school, like what the heck has school been in the last eight or nine months? Um, The amount of back and forth, the amount of change, you can't count on anything. You can't connect with your teachers and your classmates the way you're normally used to. A lot of people who engage in things like theater or sports, like stuff that is normally, things that bring them joy, right? In their life and in their world. All of that is altered and they don't have access to those things that normally make them happy. It's a lot. Like everybody's general mental health is just kind of like, meh. Like you may have some good days here and there, but I think all of us are just feeling the weight of like, I'm so exhausted and I have to keep going and I don't know how to do that.
0: Man, that's good. And I think what I love about what you said is it's an issue for all of us. So I know that I pointed at Gen Z specifically and young people specifically, but Mm -hmm. the reality is all of us are probably in a space where to some degree our mental health is down in the negative uh, Mm -hmm. with regards to where it's usually at because of the nature of where our world is at right now. right? And so that's something really important to pay attention to um, because I think what can happen is especially when you're feeling off, you're not really gonna be paying attention to what's going on with everybody else around you, right? And obviously we've been seeing, like I've been seeing personally, you know, students trying to take their lives or successfully completing suicide, right? And different things in that nature. Um, And so uh, as we kind of, I guess, begin to walk into the holiday season, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, families are going to be together, right? There might be a trauma associated with that. There might be healthy things associated with that. But with all the other peripheral things that are going on right now, uh, what are some things that you think uh, parents should be aware of? youth pastors should be aware of, just just like leaders in our community, what are things that they should be paying attention to as we transition into the holiday season with everything that's been happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of the basic things that I think for sure, when when you're going to the space of like knowing that a student has been depressed, knowing that statistically there are a lot of people who do attempt suicide or struggle with self-harm during the holiday season, Mm. um, right? That it's not just like merry and bright for everybody, Um, even in a normal year, but especially this year, um, holidays are gonna be complicated. getting together with family is not always just, I mean, one, it's complicated because of COVID. And then on top of that, like families can hold trauma stories. They just do. And so thinking that every interaction that families are going to have together is going to be positive may not be the truth. And so to hold that lightly, um, I think that when I think are, what are signs of like unhealthy coping, Mm. like besides the obvious people talking about like, you know, like if they're like super suicidal and are like, I have a plan, right? I'm gonna give away my stuff. I'm gonna start saying goodbye to people. Like those are very obvious. Clearly this person is starting to detach from our world and their life. Um, But things that may be more subtle and it may be a collection of these smaller things that actually point to the bigger picture. Um, So if people are in a space where they are just kind of in a situation and all of a sudden they just kind of like get up and leave, right, without communicating, Um, Mm -hmm. it feels very abrupt. If you notice that people are more, um, verbally combative right now, right? Things set them off more. They're more on edge. There's more negative comebacks. Um, you may not be knowing this, but if you know anything in the mental health world, like if people are feeling more of that fight or flight mentality, right? Like Mm -hmm. I either need to fight you with what's happening right now, or I need to get out of here because I feel triggered. I don't feel safe. And now I have to figure out what to do with that. Um, if people are getting really defensive, um, people are sleeping all the time or not sleeping enough right the two extremes mm-hmm. in that space can be a clue that something's going on um same with food right not eating el- enough or eating too much that can be a clue um using substances or behaviors to escape difficult or strong emotions um mm-hmm. and we can talk about this too but like when it comes to coping skills most of the time um coping skills don't always have to be good or bad like the thing in and of itself could be neutral but it's about how we engage with that coping skill but obviously if your teenager is drinking all the time or smoking a lot of pot or doing other drugs like that's probably a clue hey this teenager is looking to escape something right now so instead Mm. of berating them for like how dare you do this illegal thing how can we get curious about what are they looking to escape Mm. right now and step into that space with them as opposed to like, hey, you made a poor choice. Um, I think that that will be really important. Um, Another thing that could be really triggering, which for us coming from um, faith background, right? That unfortunately sometimes Christians can fall into um, is this concept of toxic positivity. Um, That can be really hard. So when somebody is struggling, right? If their mental health is struggling, They're having a really hard time, um, for a variety of reasons. And so if Christians come to the table and just say things like, well, you just need to trust God. Have you taken that to the (laughs) Lord in prayer? Um, you know, too blessed to be stressed. Like, right. We're walking into Thanksgiving when this whole week is about gratitude. But if you're really freaking depressed, you're probably gonna have a really hard time practicing gratitude. Yep. And so. Christians, instead of offering these pithy positive sayings, Mm -hmm. how can we embrace the both and of this holiday season for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's? Because if we don't embrace the both and, which means um, yes, we need to celebrate and practice gratitude. Actually, I think we need to figure out how to celebrate now more than ever after a really hard year. So to do away with celebration, is not gonna do our spirits well. We need to figure out how to do that um, in our safe COVID approved ways. Um, But if we're also just pretending like everything is fine and we're not acknowledging the loss, the frustration, the Mm. sadness um, Mm. as a family, right? And we're not making room for our teenagers, our college students to feel their feelings and talk about why they're disappointed that could make it feel like less of a safe space for them to open up about how they're actually doing if we're just focused on making it awesome and amazing and pretending like everything is fine, even if it's
0: not. Man, that is so good. I'm taking that, by the way. I'll I'll, uh, As they say, you know, I'll give you rights three times. I'll quote you, and then after that, (laughs) it's fair game. Was (laughs) it toxic positivity? I knew exactly what you meant when you said it, and I was like, yo, that is a bit... That is like such a succinct way of putting it. And it's yeah. funny because I've really been wrestling through this myself. Like, I think what we're guilty of at times as Christians is mm-hmm. making people disassociate from themselves because yes. what happens is they have yes. this sin issue, right? Or Whatever we want to call it. There's something bad that they're doing. And so we say, hey, stop doing that bad thing. And we never get to the loneliness or the anger, the sadness, the grief, the sorrow associated with whatever it is that they're grasping at right so behavior is really uh it's a symptom right like it shows us that something is Mm -hmm. off but it doesn't necessarily show us what is off and so i think what we're guilty of is assuming that the symptom is the issue cutting it off or telling that person to cut it off and then what ends up happening is that good thing that needs to be dealt with like grief sorrow joy pain suffering uh wanting to be connected to people, wanting to have deep, meaningful relationships. Like there's all these things that like are true about being human. And so we like cut those things off or we lie about it and we just do it in secret. Or Mm -hmm. we believe that God doesn't love us because we can't do away with that thing. Right. And so it's like, Hey, I'm still struggling with this. These people told me to stop it and told me if I don't stop it, I'm in trouble, but I can't stop it. So that must mean God hates me. And then Mm -hmm. either way, you're just, you're stuck. You know what I'm saying? And so we're like, we're making young people stuck. And so like what you're saying is profound, man. Like we have to ask the why question, like what's going Mm -hmm. on? Why do you feel like you have to do this? Like, what are you getting out of this? Right. Uh, Right. Which is really what I wanted to lean into next. Like if uh, adults or if you're around young people this Christmas or this Thanksgiving, what, what kind of questions should those people be asking if they see some of those behaviors? And honestly, mm-hmm. what kind of questions should they be asking anyways, just because uh, yeah. life's been this crazy? And if we're honest, what kind of questions should they be asking? Because they should just be asking them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure,
1: yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, and we can get into it. I mean, there's other things, but the thing that when I was thinking about our conversation today, when it comes to, for me, mental health, coping, um, engaging with people in their true heart, like how are they dealing with the difficulties of life? Um, it makes me think of one of my favorite authors. Her name is Dr. Brené Brown. Um, she's written several books, they're all freaking fire. Um, this particular quote, and I literally looked it up so that I could read it to you because I didn't want to screw it up because I love it. And it's one of my favorite things to come back to when I talk about this subject. And she said this, she says, are my choices, comforting and nourishing me Mm. or are they temporary reprieves from vulnerability and difficult emotions that will ultimately be diminishing of my spirit? Are my choices leading me to living a wholehearted and integrated life or are they leaving me feeling empty and searching? And that's That's from her book, Daring Greatly. And so not that you as an adult will quote that to your teenager when you're talking to them, but the spirit (laughs) of that conversation and that quote is what I take into it. So it's like, okay, when we're talking with teenagers about what's going on in their lives, especially if you see something that maybe you're concerned about, right? How do we come to the space with curiosity and compassion as opposed to like concern and correction? Cause mm. that changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. Mm. And so asking them, like you said, like how is this choice serving you? Like what is it giving you? But ultimately- is it a choice that's going to comfort and nourish you truly? Like, is it really going to bring you joy? Is it really going to help you live the integrated life and be the person that you want to be? Or is it a temporary reprieve from vulnerability and difficult emotions that you don't want to deal with that's going to leave you ultimately empty? And here's what I tell people too, which loops back to the like, a lot of, um, coping skills can be neutral in and of themselves, right? So you can feel empty and searching after eating a whole pizza in one setting. And you can feel empty and searching after your third workout of the day. Mm. Okay. Like pizza in and of itself is not bad. And working out in and of itself is not bad. It's about how you're engaging with that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're sitting down and eating a whole pizza, so that you don't feel your feelings, Okay, let's talk about what are you avoiding. But you sitting down for dinner and being like, hey, I've had a really hard day. You know what would be really fun? Let's order a pizza as a family and watch a movie tonight.
0: Completely. That sounds like a great
1: choice. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're working out as like a, hey, I'm storing a lot of anxiety and frustration in my body, right? I'm feeling a little stir crazy in my house. I'm going to go for a safe walk around my neighborhood or a jog around my neighborhood where I can be safely socially distanced from people, but I can be connected to my body, work some anxiety out, listen to some good music. Like that's a healthy way to engage with exercise. But if you're working out for the third time that day because you're shaming yourself about gaining weight during the pandemic, right? I gained the COVID-15 or the 19 and I hate myself and I can't believe I let myself yeah. gain this weight again. You know what I mean? But people do that, that inner yeah, critic yeah. Speaking loudly. Well, if that's what's playing in your head while you're working out for the third time that day, actually your healthy coping mechanism is not actually benefiting you because you're just reinforcing that behavior with your shame. Yep. And that doesn't help you move forward.
0: Yeah, man, that's good. I hadn't heard that before, the COVID-19, dang.
1: Yeah. Oh, that (laughs) Yeah, that's been a thing. Like when people talk about gaining the freshman 15.
0: Yeah. I did a whole
1: body webinar series because for people who struggle with body image, if that's ever been a part of your story, it is like, gotten triggered by so many people in this wow. season. And I guarantee wow. you for young people, wow. it has been a thing
0: in this and season. That's crazy. One thing yeah. I think about, too, is with what you've been saying, um, is I think a lot of times when we as uh, people who I think genuinely do care about the young people in our lives, we yeah. might catch them in the act of doing something that is destructive for them. Sure. But – then what it becomes about is us and not them. So it becomes about mm. our own sense of righteousness. Like, okay, they're my child and they're misbehaving. So that means I'm a bad parent. So I've got to crush mm. what's happening here for the sake of my own righteousness. Or mm. I'm a youth leader and my these kids are misbehaving. And if my pastor finds out about it, he's going to say I'm not a good youth pastor. So I got to deal with this quickly, mm. right? Instead mm. of like Jesus would being incarnational and entering into whatever it is that is happening in their life at this moment in time. So, man, it's like you're just connecting so many dots in my mind right now. I feel like we could sit here yeah. and talk about this for forever. Um, yeah. But yeah. so what I want to ask you as a, as a last question is, what yeah. are some, so if you're a, if there's a young person listening to this or maybe an adult who's listening to this who's even struggling yeah. themselves, what are yeah. some coping skills, mechanisms, what are some things that we can do over the holidays to kind of help ourselves make it through and maybe even like what are some things we can do as you know our world has changed so drastically and life is just really difficult and weird right now
1: yep yeah i had to sit down and brainstorm this i was like what can i even add to my own normal coping skills that i like offer my clients Um, because like i said i do think that honoring the both end of this season is going to be really important how can we make room for the sadness and disappointment Um, as well as we still need the celebration we do need joy now more than ever so how can we um you know as a family create every every friday is family movie night and everybody gets to pick their favorite christmas movie and gets to pick the snack that goes along with that movie how can we create that tradition how can we still go look and drive around and look at christmas lights um there are things that we can do to still engage safely this holiday season with joy. Mm -hmm. So don't think, Oh, just because we can't have our big Christmas party, we shouldn't put up our decorations. No, Mm -hmm. put up your tree, put up the lights, like still fight for hope, still fight for joy in your life and celebration I think is really important. Um, And then even in the midst of everything else, I mean, normal, good coping skills, um, What are things that you guys can do? You can write or journal regularly. Um, Still make sure that you're getting outside, right? Sunshine um, in a way that's safe and obviously socially distant from people. But I think for me, I've started getting in the practice of getting up and going for a walk um, Mm -hmm. on my weekday mornings. Um, It just is a way to, again, not even like I'm gonna go for a run and be crazy, but just like slow down, start my morning, be intentional. Um, That's been really good for me which I also think is important with in the upcoming season Um, as you can, especially if school is changing again, like any space where you can create a little routine, not crazy, not regimented, like not super strict, but still some routine, So you feel like, all right, this is how we're starting the day for me. I end my days by like the work day is over. I light a candle and I go open up all the drapes and let some cool air into the house and I create these rhythms for myself so I still feel like even if my days are slower and weirder and I don't know what to do like the time is passing and it is okay um that's good yeah and then the basics get enough sleep (laughs) um eat a balanced diet um if you, if faith is a part of your life, um, engaging with spaces or faith practices that are helpful to you, prayer or meditation, journaling, um, music. I think music in general is just a huge one for me. Go for a drive and drive with the windows down. At least here in Phoenix, it's super nice right now. So I take it advantage is. of that and it is. blast the music and go for a drive. Um, and, um, For those of you who maybe who are struggling with actual like mental health, like I'm feeling overwhelmed by anxiety and depression. um, There is actually a little tool that I use with my um, clients and we call it literally like a coping skills box. And so it is basically a space where you set aside and say like, this box is full of things that help me when I am overwhelmed. And these are things that bring me comfort or bring me joy. And so it can be anything from like bubble wrap to art supplies to, um, Right, like coloring, kinetic sand, um, a favorite cozy sweater or cozy blanket or cozy socks, mm. like tactile things, right, that make us mm. feel held or comforted. Yeah, um, A playlist that we love, um, w- reminders from um, like people that we love, right, like notes or letters that people have written to us or notes that we've written to ourselves. Like, here's what's true on your very yeah. worst day. Here's what's still true about you. Um, those are all things, uh, candy. I mean, you could put whatever you want in there, things, your favorite DVD that's like funny and makes you laugh mm. um, so that, you know, when you're having a really crappy day, I'm going I'm to my coping box. skills box and I've got literally a whole giant bin full of things that makes me happy. And you can Google like coping skills box and it will come up with a gajillion options. So clearly things that make you happy may not make me happy. So you get mm. to tailor make it to what makes you happy, but um, even if you're not a person who knows you already have anxiety or depression, quite frankly, all of us could use some more coping skills during this season the longer that pandemic
0: and social distancing goes on. It's funny. I've been been learning a lot about this in my own life. I think a couple of things that I've learned about myself is one, I need to have long hugs more. Those help me Mm. get grounded. I've yes. also noticed that I have to do the same thing for my daughter. So my daughter's one and she yeah. has, she's doing this thing right now where she screams. Mm. And I think the reason she does it is because she feels disconnected. And so yeah. what I've noticed is when I pick her up and I hold her and like at mm-hmm. first she's like upset and she's screaming, and yeah. she's, but I just tell her it's okay. Just hold her just mm-hmm. nice and close. And then she just mm-hmm. yeah. calms down. She settles. She's good. We hug for a while, I put her back down and she's happy, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah I've noticed that and then just like like you said I mean I'm sure we've all heard this right hungry angry lonely tired like you know do you need to take a nap uh do you need to be feel connected to somebody have a conversation get a hug have somebody tell you they love you you know what I'm saying um like is there stuff going on emotionally do you need to eat some food and so sometimes like simple things like that can yes uh greatly just transform your outlook on your situation and I think too like people have just like, if you really are struggling, like, I've heard two ways to define, like, um, the the level of by which you're struggling is, like, duration and degree. So if mm-hmm. it's, like, an extreme onset, like, I'm extremely depressed. Like, I went from, uh, like, you know, being great to, like, now I'm in the dirt mm-hmm. and I don't know how to get out, go get help. Yeah. And then yeah. if you've been, like, in the same place for, like, three, four, five months, go get yeah. help. You know what I'm saying? So duration yeah. or degree. So you tanked or you've been there for a really long time, uh, go, go see somebody, uh, professional that can help you. You know what I mean? I mean, I do (laughs) every other week. (laughs) You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There've been many seasons. I mean, even as a helping professional, there have been many seasons where I have been in therapy myself. Um, I'm walking with so many people right now that just like, again, life circumstances were already hard. And then this year has just made it even harder. So, um, I know that there is that stigma, right? That like, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy. And it's like, no, just humans need a person where they can go to actually and talk to a person as weird as it is to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to a stranger. Actually, sometimes talking to a stranger who you're not going to see any other place in your life is really helpful because you know, it's just going to stay there. You're not going to run into that person at Target um, and have this awkward interaction with them. Like they just exist. At least for me, I see all my clients virtually. I just exist in their computer and that's it. But they can talk to me and process what's going on in their life. And we can figure out how to deal with stress together. And they know that they're going to have a safe place to come to every week to talk about the things that are going on.
0: Um, Yeah. That's good. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know it's valuable. I'm grateful that you would give it to this. And um, for everybody who's, and to listen to this. I'm grateful that you're listening to it. I hope you find it helpful. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful Christmas too, um, and that you can connect deeply with family members and friends and find some joy in, in what has been an insane year, to say the least. Sure. All right. Well, we'll awesome. we talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Bye, everyone.